Hey, everybody, welcome back to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida, where they are getting prepared for an ass kicking up in Buffalo this weekend, uh, which they deserve since they did not beat the New York football Jets and get us into the playoffs. So screw them, Dolphins. Uh, in any case, uh, it's our season wrap up show, guys. The, the Steelers finished nine and eight. Um, and uh, nice, nice win, 28-14 uh, over uh, the Browns. And, uh, you know, we got that. We got the, the Bills win over the Patriots. And, and then the Jets just couldn't put it in the end zone. And uh, Dolphins win 11-6, to I believe that game was. Um, and uh, here we are. You know, it's time to look back and then start looking forward. And uh, Ben is, uh, he's on a Being a work, little bitch. Uh, being a little bitch, as he would say if we were gone. Um, yeah, he is on a work conference or something like that. And I'm just going to go with code for, he's probably drunk. Um, in any case, we'll, uh, we'll carry on, uh, as best we can. Welcome in to everybody. Uh, freak Joe, George burners in, uh, shout out to DJ for his, uh, setting an NFL record. Um, Ian would, if you had that record. 80 what, 86 receptions, no touchdowns. Would you just laugh? Would you cry? What would you do? Yeah, you know, and, and it wasn't like they didn't try. Oh right? my god. Right. They they tried to force him over the second half of the season. Yeah. You know, there were there were pass plays against I think Indy and Atlanta that he had balls in his hands in the end zone. And yes, a defensive back got his hands and yeah. he broke it up. But when you're making 18 million dollars a year, you should probably, you know, hang right. on to those balls once or twice. And thinking back, let's not forget the whole like shit show of the season started against the Jets because Deontay couldn't get his second foot down in the back of the end zone and then supposedly argued with Mitch about it at halftime and Kenny Pickett came in. So, you know, let's, uh, if DJ gets his second foot down in the back of the end zone against the Jets, this is a completely different season. Who knows what happens? It really is something to, and obviously it's one of those you'll never know, but, but in, in, I remember being at that game and it was so close. Thought he had it. Then they put it up on the big board and it's like, oh no, he didn't get it in. And who knows, man, what if he does get it in? Now it's a different game and Tomlin might not be as quick to, to get the hook out. I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, Scar- and, and maybe, yeah. you know, maybe Kenny actually starts against New Orleans, like I said he would right. at the beginning of the year instead of having to come in against the Jets. And like Scarp said, you know, the toothpaste is out of the tube at that point in time. Yeah. You can't you can't take him back. So, yeah. um, you know, it just it, yeah, it's uh, it's it's weird to kind of think about how one play here or there potentially changes the season, but it. You know, you, you could point to that one. And let's just say, not only did Deontay have 86 receptions without mm-hmm. a touchdown, they targeted him 147 times. He was the seventh most targeted receiver Crazy. in the league. Crazy. So, you know, you, you can't say like, oh, they didn't throw him the ball enough. Mm-hmm. He had, I just tweeted this actually, he had 16 red zone targets this year and only caught six of them. So... It wasn't like they didn't try to get him the ball, especially in key situations. So, you know, he just – it is what it is, you know? Yeah, I, I just want to interrupt the, the show because Ben has jumped in in the comments section. 
I'm busy doing business over alcohol tonight. I just want to point out that anything these jack wagons say is wrong. I'm sorry, not I'm not here to confront them in person. Well, you're not here to confront them in person, Ben, so piss off. Um, oh, but then he gets real. Oh, oh look, now see the alcohol's messing with his emotions. <laughs> Seriously, appreciate the hell out of all of you for tuning in and interacting. Uh, yeah, go 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 back to your Shirley Temple, man. Um, look, uh, Scarps, you you've had to be in some situations where guys have had to stand at their locker and you know answer some tough questions, deal with some tough things, and and I'm not suggesting that by any stretch what Deontay Johnson had to deal with was anywhere near the toughest, but um, y- you could kind of tell he felt weird about it. You know, I, I thought, well, how do you think he, he sh- should have played? Did he play it off well from what you could pick up on? Yeah. I mean, I also want to point out that like, <laughs> just because you tell somebody to say something in the interview doesn't mean they're always going to do it. Right. Um, I, I would again. I was fortunate to work there when there were there were a lot of veterans, and they they knew how to play that. They knew they like there'd be times where I go up to them and be like, "Hey, you should say this." They're like, "Come on, Scarpino." Like, I, I know what to say. Like, everything's good. Um, I mean, it has to. I mean, it has to be weird, right? Yeah. Like, got the ball eighty six times. He never made it in the end zone. And I and I and you know I, I I tweeted this the other day, yesterday, the other day, and and you know the the the, the dude is an elite route runner. Okay. Um, he is an elite route runner. He's almost always open. Um, and every time like they showed those charts this year, there's always like, like he was, he was always open and that's, that's huge. Getting separation and being always open is huge. But, but in my opinion, he has been, he has, his impact has been lessened, especially this year because of drops playing in Matt Canada's offense uh, where they do they do target him, but mm-hmm. they target him on those like speed outs, and it's just like so awkward because it's like he doesn't he doesn't break tackles like he used to. And then getting back to it, and that's why I didn't want to sign him to that money because Ben isn't here and he's yeah. not playing with a Hall of Fame quarterback. And him and you know I don't want to say I don't want to say he had that seven to eighty four type of synergy no. or connection, but Ben. Ben and him were on the same page. He had 107 receptions last year, and all his yards for for catch last year weren't that great. He had 107 grabs and eight touchdowns. And this year he had 86 for like 800 and something. I I mean, and and zero. I mean, that's just – so it had to be be awkward for him. I mean, what do you say in that situation? Yeah, I got paid like a number one wide receiver this year, and I caught 86 balls and no pay dirt. Like – Paid and targeted like a number one receiver. Yeah, right. I, because, I think I mean, that's yeah. it's got to hurt your 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 pride, you know, because you you know you're making money, but you also want to put up the stats to back it up, and and it, it probably is a bit of a hit, um, in in that regard. But you know, like you guys both said, they they gave him some chances. I mean, he got tackled at the one the other day. Um, you know, he did get the two point conversion, but not quite the same. That was a really nice ball by Kenny. Too. That may have been there. one of his best throws. And and yeah. I think people often overlook sometimes. They make it look easy in the NFL on those those corner fades. Those are not always easy balls to throw. Because no. you got to get it over the corner and in front of the pylon. And you're asking your wide receiver to, to fight off a DB in most cases. Yeah. Uh, and the timing has know. to be like it's, perfect. It's got to all yeah. be there. Yeah. Um, so... Um, speaking of, of Kenny Pickett, 
Um, everyone, when, when the Steelers season ends, doesn't matter when it when it ends, everybody kind of rushes to social media to get their big point across. This is why we didn't do this. This is why we did do this. They they, they want to get that hot topic um, out there. If they want to get hot topic, they should go to the mall in 1995. Oh, it's still there, buddy. Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, I, I still say. see the kids pouring out of that place. Um, well, you know, they, they want that 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 soundbite or, or that that piece that just gets everybody talking. And and I, I've seen this, and I'm going to get your, your reaction. Uh, Ian, is, is Kenny Pickett a franchise quarterback? You know, I knew you were going to ask me this question. Well, I'm um, asking both of you. So, oh, yeah. Um, so I actually thought about my response to this this afternoon, which is rare that I did any prep for the show at all. Um, but, no, so here's here's what I'll say. You know, franchise quarterback is a term that gets thrown around a lot. And it's one of those things, um, you know, that, like, you know it when you see it, but it's kind of hard to define, right? Mm -hmm. That, yeah, it's a guy who could, you know, start for your team for 10-plus years and have you be, you know, in playoff and Super Bowl contention more often than not, I'll say. You know, sometimes weird things happen, right? other than Ben Roethlisberger, pretty much every franchise quarterback, you know, has has had some down years, right? You know, sure. Aaron Rodgers had some down years. Drew Brees had some down years. Uh, you know, Philip Rivers never made it to a Super Bowl, all that stuff. You know, Ben, Peyton, Tom Brady were the exceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so but Nevertheless, like no one is going to say that Drew Brees wasn't a franchise quarterback. No one is going to say that Aaron Rodgers wasn't a franchise quarterback, right? But they did have some down years. Nevertheless, broader point. Um, you know, is Kenny Pickett a franchise quarterback? I don't know yet. Am I comfortable with him starting next year? Yes, absolutely. I've seen enough out of him. There's been enough upward progression um, okay. that I'm I'm very comfortable with him you know, being the anointed starter going into the off season, being the starter next year. Um, is he going to be a 10 year starter who can keep us in playoff contention more or less every year? Is he going to be, you know, good enough to contend for a Super Bowl? I don't know yet. I haven't seen enough out of him yet mm-hmm. to say, yes, he's going to develop into, you know, Justin Herbert or Josh Allen or whatever that's going to put a team in play. He's never going to be Patrick Mahomes. Um, right. He's probably never going to be Justin Herbert or uh, Josh <laughs> Allen either. But let's like think about Herbert, right? Herbert was not great his rookie year. He made some wild throws, yeah. but they didn't win a lot of games. No. And this, her, this is Herbert's third year, and this is the first time they've made the playoffs. So, you know... It, he makes a lot of wild throws, but there's also been a lot of question marks around mm-hmm. him. So, you know, I don't. So, I don't so you're know. you're basically saying yeah. I, I can't call him a franchise quarterback. Yeah. I need some I, more. I can't call him a franchise quarterback yet, but I'm ready to call him our quarter, our QB one for next year. I'm right. comfortable with him being our QB one next year, and probably the year after too, because he'll be on a rookie contract, and you know, give him a couple years to develop, but. Uh, I'm I'm not sure if he's a 10-year starter yet, but he's at least a three-year starter in my eyes. Scarpino. Ian, you made some good points. One thing I do want to say, though, is that 
you said about Justin Herbert, his rookie year. Justin Herbert actually has the most touchdown passes by a rookie quarterback ever. Yep, 31. 31. Baker Mayfield, I think, had 28 or 26. And then later in the long-distance dedication, we're going to find out which rookie quarterback had the fewest touchdown passes in their debut season. Um, and I'm sure you could guess who that is. Um Ian, I, I, I hate that we agree. I, not that I hate it. Ian, you brought up good points, and I do agree. I do agree that it's too early to tell. Mm-hmm. I, I, okay? And the people on Twitter that say, oh, we got our guy. We got our franchise quarterback. Listen, I understand he, he was clutch against the Raiders, and he was clutch against the Ravens. Yep. Can't take that away from him. He has stones. He has balls. Literally, you, literally, you're going to have to take him. The only way he's leaving the field is in a body bag, which reminds you of Ben, right? Okay. But all those intangibles we already knew about. Yes, he's made some nice throws. But you know who else has made nice throws in this league? Taylor Heineke. Fucking Mike White. Uh, Nick Mullins. Okay. His numbers, and I know numbers aren't everything, but his numbers are not that great. Okay. And you're right, Ian. I don't think he's ever going to be throwing for 400 yards and four touchdowns. He's not going to be that. Does he have to be? No. So, so you say, I'm asking you this question. Do you, based on what you've seen Mm -hmm. from Kenny Mm -hmm. Pickett, do you think next year he throws for 400 yards in a game or does he even have his first multi-touchdown passing game next year? Absolutely on the multi-touchdown. Okay, yes. all right. Yeah. I, can, yeah. I can agree with yeah. that. Yeah. But that, I just, that one I would agree with. Yeah. So, yes, of, yes, I'm perfectly okay that he's going to be the starter next year. Um, but I don't necessarily know how long you can sustain – what we saw this year, because the bot here's the bottom line. You got to score points to win in this league. You have to score points to win in this league. And if Matt Canada stays, I don't know how much more Pickett can do to put points on the board because when they get in the red zone, they suck. And I know, I know we're going to talk about this in a little bit about, you know, you know, but again, I, I don't know if Kenny Pickett was even supposed to play this year, and and he definitely did improve. And by improving, I think he did a gr- much better job of uh, protecting the football. But yeah. by no means, yeah. but by no means, am I sold on him based on uh, this, based on things that I didn't already know about him, as it was I talked about earlier. I, I, look, so we, here's an interesting yeah. uh, you know, thing to bring up too. Um, Kenny Pickett was a lot better after the bye than before the bye, but yep. taking everything into account, his total season quarterback rating was 76.7 okay. Okay, as a rookie. Guess what other rookie had almost the identical quarterback rating? Passer, passer rating? Passer rating okay. as a rookie. As a rookie. Uh, Dan Marino. No, it was the guy we compared him to all along. Derek Carr was seventy-six point six. Wow! Right, Pickett was seventy-six point seven, and Carr was seventy-six point six. And that Derek... said, if if Pickett's career can grow into Derek Carr, there are worse things that he could turn out to be. Right? Yes. He could turn out to yes. be Sam Bradford or Jason Campbell. But yes. you know, no, that's very true. 
Yeah. There, there are worse things. I look. I think the fact that anyone right now would would call him a franchise quarterback, it's hyperbole. It's I want to try to to put my my statement out there, so if it happens, I can go back and say I was right. Um, I, I think that's what this is. Can he be? Sure, sure, it's possible, very possible. Keep the running game the way it is. Keep defense, you know, respectable. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's, it's possible, but there was no way in hell I am calling Kenny Pickett after this year, um, a, a franchise quarterback. I, I I'm and, very happy with where he's headed, but I'm not going there. And Starts. if he didn't play at Pitt, what do you think the overall, if he played at Utah, I know I see that a lot. If he played at Utah, if he played at TCU, at, he would not be as popular. The fact that he went to Pitt is carrying him right now because they think he's going to be Marino. I, I think it has a lot to do with it. Just even if you set Dan Marino aside, I think it's just the fact that that he's right. He's a local kid. He was there. You know, same facility, same uh, stadium he played in. I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think there's a big part of it uh, uh, in there. So, um, but again, I, I look. We this team was two and six. It was three and seven. We all kind of knew the schedule was getting a little weaker. The level of quarterback competition was getting a little softer. Uh, and, and we all felt that this could potentially happen. And, and it did. Um, you know, and now the question becomes, as we, I guess, worried about when we were back at two and six, three and seven, what about Matt Canada now? Um I, I, look, it's it's been it's been what five days since the season ended. Matt Canada is still the offensive coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers. We've seen coordinators at other teams. Bye bye, they're gone. We've seen guys getting interviews in other places. Uh, and Tomlin basically said Monday, um, "Well, we're still kind of reviewing things." Um, so, I, I, Ian, where's where are we at? Is he going to be here or what? I sure as hell hope not. Um, so, you know, but but I think we've said all along, and Ryan has said, you know, that Ryan's been saying Canada's going to be back for a while. So <laughs> Ryan puts his head in his hands. I hate um, myself. But, I mean, there's a possibility, you know, I'll, I'll say this for the Steelers on the whole. And I think it's philosophically true, whether it's during the regular season, during the offseason. Did you guys hear the interview with Miles Jack after the season? And he was saying, you know, I've been in other places where, you know, we were bad and bad things were happening. And, you know, everyone kind of started pointing fingers at each other. And, you know, the locker room just fell apart. He was like, two and six, that bye week, you know, Coach Tomlin, there was no panic. You know, we had a we had a good heart-to-heart meeting. You know, Coach Tomlin basically told us, hey, you're a bad team and you need to get better. But, like, no one's pointing fingers at each other. Everyone, you know, just kind of stayed calm and and – kept at it right Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. i think that whole staying calm and keeping at it thing is something that the steelers do they're they're always very calm and measured in their decisions and they're not always as fast as we want them to be but you know yes there's guys getting interviews for head coaching jobs yes there's other teams firing coaches left and right um but that being said you know i i think I think what they're doing is kind of seeing where some of the chips fall on some of these other guys, right? If 
you know, if Ben Johnson, who's a hot name, you know, offensive coordinator from the Lions, Lions. if he gets hired as a head coach somewhere, does he take a bunch of his other assistant coaches from Detroit with him? Or, you know, who does he hire? Um, You know, so I I think they're they're maybe kind of waiting to see what else falls out. And you never know what's going to fall out after the playoffs either. Um, you know, does if Dallas goes one and done in uh, you uh, know, yeah. and, and loses in Tampa, like does Mike McCarthy get canned? And then does that potentially open up some other things? So I, I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if they fired Canada after the Super Bowl or at least after you know, a, a mm-hmm. couple, a couple of these other dominoes might fall. You know, I think they're kind of waiting to see where some things fall. I hope they get rid of him, but as we've said on this show, you know, th- he's under contract for another year. Art doesn't like to spend money for nope. paying guys to not do a job. Nope. So, I, I, I'm resigned to the fact that it, it may be the case that he's back. But I think Ryan hit the nail on the head earlier too. Um, that, uh. You have to score points in this league to win games. That's that's nothing. Honestly, nothing else matters. Um, you you have to score points. Um, and, and you could argue they should have scored thirty five. Yeah, someday. yeah. I mean, yeah. No. Eight eight of the last ten Super Bowl champions were in the top eight in the league in scoring offense. Um, and actually, everyone who's made it to the Super Bowl since 2016 so that's the last six super bowl participants were all top eight in the league in scoring offense that's the that's the only statistic where you know that you get like defense nope yards offense or defense yards no scoring defense no it's points it's how much you score the the last team to play in a Super Bowl or win a Super Bowl, which is the same, that wasn't in the top eight in the league was the 2015 Broncos because they had Peyton Manning and a fucking good defense. Great defense, um, good running game. Yeah, yep. yeah, and, and Peyton missed like some of the season, but you know he had a noodle arm at that point. But they were the last team in 2015 that didn't have a top eight offense to even make the Super Bowl, and they played a Carolina team who was number one in scoring offense and probably concussed cam newton early in that game and made a bit of a difference but nevertheless you know the last six years every participant in the super bowl has been top eight in scoring offense so you have to score points yeah and and canada's offense can't do that and ryan you you were really the first one to start this to be honest with you you were saying all along you think he's going to be back even if they have some moderate success down the line here into the road and and I, I tend to believe you're right. Are you, do you still feel the same way? Yeah. And, and, and I, you know, big Ben's burner asked a little bit earlier, like when would I have wanted the Steelers to draft or to, to get a quarterback or whatever? And I mean, that's a good, that's a fair question. That's a good question. And, and it made me think back to last year, 2021 mm-hmm. um, and Randy's let go, who was Ben's boy, but Ben came back and I still to this, to this day, to this day, remember that Deontay Wilder? That's a it's a good meme. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I'm not even drinking, um, so I th- I don't think that I really don't think they wanted Ben back in 2021. Okay, I agreed. So whatever happened with Canada that year was it was whatever. Okay, so this was the first true year with Canada. Okay. And he had Mitch, and I was fine with that bridge quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ideally, 
Big Ben's burner. I wanted them to have a transition plan in place. Um, and I think that this is just me, mm-hmm. but I think that in 2021, they were perfectly okay with, with letting um, Mason or, or, or Dwayne Haskins uh, battle for that. Um, if Ben didn't come back. Right. I think I have my, yeah, I think I have that right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Sorry. I, I think, yeah. Apologies. I, I try to get my ears mixed. So, so the problem is you're not drinking. Yeah. You're drinking, you'd it's, be, yeah. It's bad. It's State um, dependent I, would, I, yeah. I, I thought I was getting my, uh, my, my things mixed up anyway. Apologies. Um, so, so in reality, 2021 probably should have been a bad year. And we're just a year behind now. Anyway, so get back right. to Canada. No, I, see, I know what you mean. And this is Canada's third. This will be can, and it's going to. He's not going anywhere. I, I'm sorry, he's not. I don't have any inside information. I'm just going to make a bold proclamation here. Yeah. So this is his third year overall, but it's his second year without Ben. Okay, mm-hmm. he's under contract through 2023. Yep. And I keep, I keep hearing. Former players, former quarterbacks saying that, you know, switching these offenses uh, is not as easy as you think. No. Now, as someone as cerebral as Kenny and someone that is, is as pro ready as Kenny, I don't know if he would have trouble with it, but you got you got experts that played the game that he are saying played it would be with tough. multiple offensive coordinators at Pitt. I think he could handle it. Yeah, and since Canada's offense is just as bad as good as a college offense, why you know, well, you know, it, it's, hey, it hey, was hey. a bit Saturdayish. Yeah. I was gonna say, I call, was the calling term. calling Canada's offense a college offense is an insult to colleges. Yeah. It's like the fucking Shaler Titans offense. Um, so, <laughs> hey, they weren't so, bad this year. I know they, it's, they that's my games. my alma mater. So, so yeah, I think he's gonna be back, and I yeah. and and I I I just I say this. I don't know how you as a franchise can make that decision to bring this guy back, but the way this franchise has been going the past decade and you know what, everybody on everybody. And you know what? I'm feeling good right now. Everybody on Twitter this week told me that, that postseason success isn't that important. Who cares if you haven't won a playoff game in six years, this, never had a losing season. This ain't so, Detroit, baby. So please tell me, so please tell me if they haven't won a playoff game in six years and that's okay. Okay. Please tell me how they're going to, we're going to bring in some revolutionary mind, some young guy that's going to turn this offense into a juggernaut. Cause that's not, that is not what this organization does. Todd Haley was brought in to save Ben's career. And it just so happened that they got good players and put mm-hmm. together some 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 heavy a lot of ways points he did, though, packages. He did. He got, absolutely. he got the ball out of his hands a hell of a lot faster. Absolutely. So Canada's going to be back, and it is going to be the same shit as it was this year. And I'll say this: if you uh, Steelers fans, because because the, yeah. the because. Uh, because we fleece the Bears into giving us a two for Chase Claypool, they think, "Oh yeah, just trade Deontay." Who the fuck are you gonna throw the ball to? Yeah, Pickens can't do it all. You don't know what you're getting with Austin, so I don't know. That's just me. Well, I, I and I want to go to uh, something, and I and I think uh, Burner said this. Uh, uh, some of the other podcasts were basically saying we're a couple players away from 
for maybe a Super Bowl or something like that. And, and look, I I respect everybody's opinions and and all the work that they do uh, uh, on their shows and stuff. But I, I I think this team's more than a few players away uh, from a Super Bowl. Um, I, I and we're going to talk about this throughout the off season. But but you can make arguments. They got to upgrade on the offensive line, the defensive line, linebacker, cornerback. You know, I, I don't think it's just that easy. Freak, I'm sorry it was you, not Burner. Sorry, Burner, I gave him your love, man. Um, we love yeah, all it, of you. It, yeah, we love all of you, yeah. Um, I, I, again, I, I just – I don't see that. Now, I, I'll be the first to admit I'm wrong if that happens. If we add a few guys and we go to Super Bowl next year, I'll be thrilled. They'll be more happy to say I was wrong. But I, I just don't I, – I don't see it. Can't can't imagine it. Got to have some more guys of that. Um let me uh, just real quick get the uh, DK ad read in here real quick. Uh, don't forget, guys, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TPPN. New customers bet just $5 on college football, of course, pro now, and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Check it out. Man, they always have good deals. Man, I saw another one DK's got going now where you – I think you can increase your winnings like by oh, – I don't even know what it was, but it was a really good deal. That's all I can tell you. I saw it a little while ago while I was prepping for the show, as they say. Um, yeah, no, it should be us getting our asses kicked by Buffalo next week or this week. Actually – But what are you going to do? Why? Yeah. I, to, to that point, though, to, to Noah's point, you can put it up on the screen if you want. Um, you know, I, I was thinking about this, you know, after the game, and – you always want to make the playoffs. I'm on the record on the show saying I always want to make the playoffs because you don't get to dance with the girl if you don't go to the prom, right? You you always want to make the playoffs, um, regardless of what happens. But for this team, where they are now with kind of how much youth they have, if they went up to Buffalo and just got the floor wiped with them, because Buffalo is playing with a lot of emotion right now, the, yeah. with the DeMar Hamlin thing and everything, yeah. um, you know, if, if they go up to Buffalo and lose, you know, 45 to 10 or whatever, like, does that really do this team a whole lot of good for the long term? Like, you know, yes, maybe you find out if you've made progress since the last time you played up in Buffalo earlier this season and got your ass whipped, um, you know, but but really, other than kind of that measuring stick of are we better than 38 to three? um which was, I think, one of the biggest regular season losses like in the last 40 years of Steelers oh, history. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it, I don't want to say it's good to miss the playoffs, but like for this team and their confidence, right? Right now, they were on a little winning streak at the end of the year, right? We won, we won four in a row to end the year. We finished with a winning record, mm-hmm. um, built some momentum going into the off season, had a couple, you know, game winning drives at the end where we kind of showed, Hey, we can, we can pull this out in tough situations. Um, you know, I, I kind of feel like I'm not going to say it's the best case scenario that we missed the playoffs, but I wasn't really expecting us to make the playoffs this year anyway. So I'm kind of like finishing on the upswing four wins with a winning record, like build some momentum going into the off season and into next year and build some confidence in these guys. Winning in this league is not easy. Like people have gotten brainwashed because of 
Ben Roethlisberger and what New England did, basically, yeah. to think that winning in the NFL is easy. Winning in the NFL is not easy. The no. Rams won the Super Bowl last year and went like 5-12 and 12 this year. Yeah. Like Winning in this league is hard. And, you know, it, it yes, in the big picture, it takes some time for young guys to learn how to win. We've talked a lot on the show about how, you know, Cam Hayward's the only guy on the team who knows what it means to be a true Pittsburgh Steeler, right? And I think Najee might get it a little bit, maybe a couple other guys. But nevertheless, you know, uh, they got to learn how to win. And I think they started to learn how to win. It wasn't pretty. But there's no BCS in the NFL, right? It's just wins and losses. And they started to learn how to win towards the end of the year. And I think it was a good confidence booster that you beat the Raiders, you beat the fucking Ravens, and then you beat the dumbass Browns. So you beat arguably your three biggest rivals going into the offseason, you know, built a little momentum, built some confidence, built some good feelings. Look at this asshole that just. Oh, no, shit. I shouldn't even. <laughs> Jesus, so, look, at, look at this guy coming so, live so from not, his hotel room. I'm, Professional. I'm not, I'm not the most upset that, you know, the season ended the way it did. I'm glad we beat those teams. I'm glad we got those wins. And I, I like the trajectory that we're on. I, I'm with, I, I understand the point. I thought it was nice to see uh, um, the locker room was actually quiet Sunday. Nobody was really celebrating the win over Cleveland. There, there was kind of a feeling of, you know, we didn't get the job done. We didn't get to the postseason. And, and I'm good with that. Um, and, uh, Dr. E or Dr. Evil go, he just left. Um, <laughs> he was here a minute ago. Um, like magma. <laughs> magma. Uh, very funny. Uh, Sean McDermott and Bill Burr in the same room. That's funny. That's, that's, that I thought funny. that myself. Have we um, ever seen Big Ben's burner and Ben Roethlisberger in the same room? <laughs> oh, <I'm just> <laughs> um, yeah. Have we ever seen Big Ben's burner in the other Twitter account that's almost exactly the same, that uses the same <laughs> picture as him in the same room? Because uh, I get he, them mixed up all the time on actual Twitter. He, he did have a question, though. Do, do we see the team drafting a wide receiver? I think he said maybe third round. I always see this team drafting a wide receiver. Always. But do I think it's going to be first, second, third round this year? Probably not. This is terrible. But. Uh, you're coming in a little better. Okay. Can you hear us, Ben? Ben? Eh. No? Nothing? It's really choppy. Huh. Must have, well, yeah, that's what you get for that 99-cent Wi-Fi. Well, it's actually the free Wi-Fi at the hotel, so there's that. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, oh, man, they are just hammering you. Uh, wow. Funny seeing Ben with no hat. Is he bald? And yeah. no headphones. No headphones either. Yeah. Uh, we're glad to have you. We didn't think we'd have you today. Is there uh, any specific point you wanted to make this evening? Just that you guys are a bunch of jackasses and everything you said to this point was wrong. Well, um, it's a very yeah. My Cousin Vinny moment from Ben. Everything that guy just said is bullshit. <laughs> Two, yeah. Two, two quick things uh, ask, yeah. to talk to saying about like we should be in Buffalo this weekend. No, we shouldn't be because we, <laughs> because we are. Why would we want to be? be Let, let's get our asses kicked well, in Buffalo. That's a great idea. Well, we shouldn't be because we aren't because we didn't handle our own business. And there were two quotes this week that stood out to me. One was Tomlin 
uh, in his final presser said, I'm at a, pretty much not that I'm a loss for words, but he said, I was expecting to play a game this week. And then Arthur Millette also had some said that, um, you know, the, the Jets should have taken care of business or something like that. Yeah. You can't have. be, re- you cannot be relying on other teams to get you in. Exactly. Or too often, yeah. as of late, that's a, it's always like, oh, yeah. If we all joke about it, we got the dumb and dumber meme. So you're telling me there's a chance? <laughs> like, <it's> like <laughs> because you don't fucking beat the Jets. Like, if right. you would have just beaten the Jets, it pissed, or pissed the Patriots, Zach, or the, the Patriots. Dolphins. Yes. Or the or- Bengals. Yeah. Yep. So like, so, so no, I mean, I, no, we shouldn't be in Buffalo this weekend because we didn't do everything. We didn't do our jobs. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm with it. I really am. Okay. Not being in Buffalo this weekend. I, I love making the playoffs. I love the feeling of being in the playoffs. I'm going to be Frank playing for the seven seed is bullshit anyway, because you're the sacrificial lamb. Well, in most cases, most you cases. Are. Yeah, you are. No, it's, it's bullshit. Who the fuck wants to be that team who goes to the two seed and gets their asses kicked like last year? Yeah, and and Mike and Mike Florio, Mike Florio tweeted um, uh, the other teams in the AFC. Uh, basically, like other teams in the AFC are lucky the Steelers didn't make the postseason. And like, eh. and I'm just like, like what the fuck, dude? Like, eh. what, like okay, okay. Say that if, if, we were, if we were in the NFC, I'd buy that, but not. The okay, NFC. yeah, I agree with you. Like yeah. we we could beat the uh the, the Tampa Bay Tom Brady's again. Yes. Playoff yeah, but, Brady. Um, huh? They've never beaten playoff Brady. Well, well I think they could goals. this year. Yeah. yeah. Well, it isn't just Brady. It isn't just Brady. It's it's they're an eight and nine team, man. That defense is not good. It yeah. is not good. They're getting healthier. And I, I mean, do you do you not think the Cowboys are gonna lose? I think the Cowboys are gonna wallop them. Wow. wow! You're the only one going that way, man. I see. A I think big the Cowboys are going to kick the shit out of them. I think the Cowboys are tired of fucking losing in the first round, and they're going to kick the living shit out of Tom Brady's. Don't they know how badly I want them to lose in the first? God, round? I fucking hope they lose. I so hope I'm wrong because I hate the. I don't really hate the Cowboys. I hate Cowboys fans, right? So if they lose, then let's hope they fucking lose. Cowboys fans are sad. Which makes me smile. Makes you happy. I don't think they're going to lose. I, I, okay. I'm not saying the Tampa Bay is going to win by a lot, but I, but yeah. I can, I can see Micah Parsons like maybe having four sacks. Like he yeah. is going to be, but then it's always, it's postseason Brady. It's just still Brady. I'm fucking done with that dude, man. I'm tired of his fucking avocado oh. toast bullshit. I'm just tired of that fucking he's guy. Gonna he's gonna play back. next year. You know this. He's so gonna I, be back. He's gonna play again next year. He's not married anymore. What the hell? Yeah, is he's, he's, gonna, gonna he's got nothing else to do. He's gonna be in Vegas. I I think probably Vegas. Vegas or Miami. Probably Vegas or yeah, Miami potentially, but pro- probably Vegas. Yeah, because he's got he's got a coach there. He's got familiarity with. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. I yeah, I agree with what you guys say that we we don't deserve to be in the playoffs, and uh, you know I I just said I'm kind of almost glad we're not. Yeah. But that being said, I would much rather watch Kenny Pickett and just see what he can do than watch Skylar Thompson and whatever the fuck the Dolphins <laughs> are trotting out there. Like it would have just been uh, you know if I had to choose, and I'm not an objective football fan, so I won't say as an objective football fan. But if I had to choose between watching you know Kenny Pickett. Skylar Thompson or Mac Jones, like I'll take watching Kenny Pickett any day. Like, let's just see what happens. You never know, you know. You don't. Uh, but yeah, 
but, I mean, but no, I mean, I the, the Dolphins are ass. The Dolphins are horrible they, right they now. Crashed. The thing with Pickett is you're going to get you're going to get three and a half quarters of mediocrity at this point where he makes a lot of bad decisions. And let me see if this works kind of stuff. He's trying to figure it out where he's taking it apart, and putting it back together. And then at the end, he just says, fuck it and starts slinging it. And he actually starts making plays. So I don't know. I mean, that's, it's not a fun game for about, He did it. it He did it a little bit earlier against the Browns. That you know, after the Browns scored their second touchdown and cut the lead to six, they did put together a very nice drive to go down and big third downs again. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and and it was a great drive. I agree with you. But up to that point, it was kind of a mixed bag. It was. Yeah, and and I thought I thought honestly that this last game, Pickett regressed a little bit. Well, he made some he made some bad decisions. His accuracy was scattershot. He yeah. played better the previous two games than he played this game. And if he had played as well as he played the previous two games, the Steelers would have won this game by a lot. What you just well, described. We, sh- we probably should have had a touchdown on the first drive. Yes. And that's, that's on Mike Tomlin. We, yeah. we have yeah. talked about this offline. Yeah. We agree. Mike shouldn't have rushed them back to the line. He was right. trying to play the, you know, basically he's like trying to play momentum. He's like, hey. Let's just run back to the line and let's 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 just punch it in. You know, if only well that shit didn't work. If no. only they had a guy in the booth that like his whose job was to just like you know they do have that guy Ryan. Who is it? Uh, I, I don't know now. I, I, I actually, whose job is it now? I, I thought I, it was Flores, wasn't it? I don't know, man. Well, that's this so, year? That's another. That's another Flores. Yeah, we're we're going to get to that in just a second. Yeah, but um. What was, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, you know, Ben, what you just described about, you know, three and a half quarters and then that, to me, that's almost kind of representative of his, uh, of the way they kind of dealt with him this year, you know, take care of the ball, don't do anything stupid. And, you know, if we need you to make some throws, maybe we'll let you, you know, I, I mean, that just kind of felt kind of, kind of very much the way that, that uh, they wanted him to be this year. They're uh, letting him audible more. They're giving yeah. him more freedom. I appreciate that. And I'm glad it's happening. Um, but I, I have no respect for our offensive coordinator. I, I still don't think his team really has an identity. Um, I agree. After 17 games, they really struggled to, to move the ball consistently. They always struggled to get into a rhythm and they struggled consistently scoring in the red zone. Right. It was, it was not a fun rent, a fun offense to watch. And I'm not making any excuses for Kenny Pickett. Um, his decisions were his mm-hmm. and he made a lot of bad ones, mm-hmm. but uh, having that guy as your OC does make it harder. I, I will say that. Uh I, I do want to switch gears because the guy that a lot of us would like to see as the DC um, interviewed for that same position in Cleveland today, um, Brian Flores, of course. And, um, you know, I, guys, I don't know what you do if you're Mike Tomlin. Um, you you brought Flores there at a time when he was obviously uh, going through a lot of stuff with the Dolphins and, and the Giants. Um filing lawsuits and, and, you know, the Texans, 
Texans, yeah, gave Flores a, a, a line and, and brought him in. And, and I don't know what Mike Tomlin's plan long-term was with him. Maybe it was just, hey, Brian, come here for a year and then go elsewhere. I, I don't know. Um, I personally, I'd hate to see him go. Um, I agree. I, I, I don't want to see him go. But You I also know him, Mike you know. Tomlin will not will not deny an assistant no. an opportunity to move to move up. up. Mm-hmm. He's right. not going to say to that guy, I'm going to deny you the possibility of moving toward a promotion. Mm-hmm. That's just Tomlin. And he's also not going to fire Terrell Austin to keep Brian Flores after Terrell Austin's had the job for a year. Yeah. So everybody's hoping for that, including me. That isn't going to happen. No, I, I I would agree. And much as I don't like it, that's where we're at. It sucks. Yeah. Um, I, I hope we, we don't lose the guy. I hope that they, you know, you brought it up this week. Maybe Ian, one of you did. Uh, they should give him the, the title of assistant head coach. And then, you know, they can pay him more and, and uh, they can retain him. <laughs> but they already have an assistant head coach who does nothing, John Mitchell. And, you know, so they can't give the title away twice. Could, unless, could they they, make, unless, unless they retire John Mitchell, they can't do it. Could they make him co-defensive coordinator? Uh, yeah, you could make him a, a a passing game coordinator on defense. Which we're, thinking, do. We're, we're, th- we're, we're thinking of things that the Steelers are never going to do. So. Right. Well, God so, damn it. That's what we need to be doing. Um, yeah, Ryan. Well, um, do this show. well no. Let I us fantasize a, here. I have you know a, Art 2 is just waiting to tune in in an hour. Yeah. Art 2 is actually Big Ben's burner. Yeah, so was, part yeah. two, actually, I don't know if you guys realize this, but That'd part two scours the internet for good ideas from knowledgeable fans. I heard that on Twitter. I saw, yeah, uh, I saw on Twitter the other day. Uh, it was Art Art Nutting the second, and I, I laughed <laughs> a little bit. Um, That's brutal. Um, That's fucking brutal. So 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 so, Jennifer, they don't pay anybody. Um, so. <laughs> So get it. So there's a, cu- a couple random thoughts here. Why, why do you think Ryan left, Jennifer? Well, <laughs> there's a variety. Of yeah, things. Ryan was yeah, making twenty-seven yeah. five plus all of the. I mean, if I was, he could, he could throw down. I was just gonna mm-hmm. say, man, if I was making half a million, I wouldn't have said anything. But no, I'm so. <laughs> so get back to Flores. So I, I think I think that I think that move last year was beneficial for both parties. Um, there was a lot of there was a lot of attention on Flores. Um, and not his own, not his doing or his own fault. Um, I think that the Steelers saw that as an opportunity to extend a hand uh, and say, hey, um, you're a really good coach. You're smart as hell. We'd love to have you on board. And, and, and Tomlin's a very good relationship person. And I think he saw that as a, as a benefit to both sides. Um, but if I'm Brian Flores and I am the senior defensive assistant, which is to me, it's like a little slap in the face. Yeah, uh, yeah. like assistant linebackers coach. Um, I know it's the Browns, and I know we hate the Browns, but the Browns have a decent defense. They're they got talent like, over there. Young guy. Just that. The Browns aren't afraid to spend money. And right. yes, and, and, and hey, 
because Matt Cannon isn't going anywhere. You think Brian Flores was like, hmm, two AFC North matchups next year against the guy. <laughs> against the guy. Now, here's a guy. Here's, yeah, here's a guy. Got one of those kid <laughs> hats with the spinning I'm, I'm going to play the other side of this, and I'm going to point out that for years, teams came at Keith Butler and wanted to promote him to D.C., and the Steelers just kept giving him raises and basically promised him that he was a defensive coordinator and waiting, mm-hmm. and they were able to retain him consequently. So I'm going to say it's a long shot, but maybe if Brian Flores really likes working in Pittsburgh and they give him a bump in, in salary, they can retain him. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But – He's got to look at it from the standpoint that he's at least two years away from the possibility of being the DC. So maybe he's like, eh, you know, I want to be a head coach again. And sitting here waiting for that guy, Austin, to to falter and, and then get the job. I don't know if that's what I want. And maybe he likes Terrell Austin. He doesn't want to replace him. But you know, I don't know. True. There and are I, a lot of things, there are a lot of a lot of things that, that can figure into this we don't we definitely don't know yeah all the specifics all the dynamics there we just don't and speaking of things that factor in you know i know ryan has said that the steelers don't like to spend money but they don't the the new for lack of a better term minority hiring rule that the Mm -hmm. nfl put in place last year Mm -hmm. says that if you hire or sorry if you lose a coach that is a coach or front office person to a head coach or GM position that is a minority candidate, I guess. Like, yes, if you develop them, then you get multiple third round compensatory picks, but they have to have been with your team for two years for That's it to count. Yeah. So, is it worth? Potentially thinking through this, right? Mm-hmm. Is it worth the Steelers trying to keep Flores around for another year to say, hey, if someone hires him as a head coach from our staff, if he stays for one more year, we'll get two third round comp picks. And and that is a reason to potentially spend some money on keeping him around for one more year. And and, and to that point, I haven't heard his name mentioned with any of the current job openings. And I don't, if I'm him, I don't really like any of the current job openings. I don't, what? Los Angeles Chargers is going to open. You don't want, you don't want that, really? Well, if that did, then I, yeah, oh yeah, but I'm not saying it's, hey, if they, if they win a game or two, he's not getting fired. I don't think so. Um, But the current job openings, no, I wouldn't, if I'm him, I wouldn't want any of those. Yeah, but I don't think that Brian Flores will, will ever be a head coach again. I don't. A whole other discussion, I think. I don't think it's going to happen for him. I would also, the one thing, in my opinion, for the Steelers, you got three chefs in the kitchen, right? You got Tomlin, Austin, and Flores. That's way too many chefs on the defense. If he goes to to Cleveland, Stefanski handling his own business on the offensive side, he's going to let Flores run the show. Make a good point. So, like, yeah, very good. Yeah. And, 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 and for a guy, you know, here's a guy. Here's a guy that nah, claims to be a, claims to be a defensive minded coach, and their defense sucks sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, I forgot my water. Damn it, I'll be back. Right. Yeah, go get actually, your water. branching off that point though that that Ryan just made. So 
the saying the defense sucks sometimes, right? Down since the uh, Cincinnati game, right? The Bengals game in November. Since the Bengals game, they held every team they played under 20 points. And in the NFL, that's pretty damn impressive to be able to do that. Now, the problem is they gave up a lot of opening drive touchdowns. And I think – or opening drive scores. Points. Yes. And I think as a broader a broader point, I was thinking about this. I was going to make this point on the show last week, but I wasn't here, so I'm making it this week. When when we think about the NFL, we get a lot of narratives in our head about teams, like in that first four weeks, first six weeks, first eight weeks of the season, yeah. and kind of everything that happens after that is more or less confirmation of that narrative. It's like, oh, you know, this team sucks. They won a game. Who cares? They still suck. This team is awesome, but they lost a game. Eh, they just lost a game. But then you start to see like, oh, the Steelers, the Lions, the Jaguars all started two and six. We were like, oh, those teams all suck. And then all of a sudden they all finished nine and eight. And it's like, where did they all come from? I guess we had these narratives in our head, right? It happens to everybody. It's just, mm-hmm. it's fact. It happens, right? That you form narratives early in the year and things kind of confirm those, right? Right. You, you don't necessarily until the very end of the year, you're not always looking at the body of work. We, we talk a lot about those four week right yeah. segments, right? I mean, yeah. like the narratives you form early in the season, honestly, rarely turn out to be true about the teams, right? Except like for the, the Bills the being September good, narratives yeah. are never yeah. true yeah. in November, right? Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, or, or like last year when the Cardinals started seven and zero and then tanked down the stretch. Right now, Cliff Klingsbury got fired. He done the um, job. But I think similarly it's within his hallmark, though, hasn't it? His entire career. Yeah. That's yes, why when it people is. talk about the fact that they want Klingsbury, yeah, Kingsbury no. to be the the offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh, I'm like, do you realize how many times in a row this guy has been figured out over the second half of his season? Yeah, consistently um, his entire career. Yeah, I don't want him anywhere near the Steelers. Hell no. No. Well, the, the, a lot of the, the a lot of the ladies love him because he looks like Ryan Gosling. Yeah, which is fine. Great, yeah. he's a good looking guy. I get it. He's not a good offensive mind no, coach. Right, right. Sorry. Yeah. He ain't I'd, that I'd guy. Rather, yeah, I'd rather have a guy that looks like Judd Hirsch and, and be good at calling plays. Yeah, make so, him a wide receivers coach or a quarterback's coach. Sure, fine. Good. Yeah. So to finish my point, though, I feel like a lot of times within individual games, we start to form narratives after the first drive. Like that Miami game, we got torn apart the first drive. The Raiders game, we got torn apart the first drive. Mm-hmm. But after those drives in both of those games, the defense played pretty well. But right. if you think about it, it was like, oh, our defense sucked. And, and that narrative comes from that first drive where they just sure. came in and tore us apart. So, you know, yes, the defense was bad often at the beginning of games. But I felt like this year they did do, uh, other than the Jets game where they just choked it away in the fourth quarter, um, you know, down down the stretch after that Bengals game when they gave up 37, they did a pretty good job, I felt like. <laughs> You know, of making in-game adjustments to what the other team was doing, and and played pretty well on the whole down the stretch. Yeah, but they also, but they also faced shitty quarterbacks. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yeah, and I'm not. I agree. Nope. But when you face that uh, those types of QBs, I expect you to hold that team to under twenty. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I mean, it was an unimpressive list of QBs. Uh, Tyler Huntley and. Um, I mean, who, who was the best in that stretch that, that they played? Probably Carr. Carr, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, so I yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, well, and let's not forget, though. I mean, 
you know, the, the first game against the Browns, the Browns ran for a crap load of yards against us. The yeah. Ravens ran for 215 yards against us. And, you know, no, we didn't hold the Browns to under 20 in that first game. But we did. We should have beaten the Ravens the first time we played them, even though they ran for 200-some yards. So should have beaten them. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, just a couple things to wrap up the whole season. I, I wanted you guys to give me, like, your MVP Oh, yeah. um, maybe a guy on the rise that, that you really liked. And then also uh, a guy that really could probably just jump in the Ohio and float away and you'd be fine with that. Um, not personally, of course, just talent wise. Uh, Scarps, uh, who's your MVP this year? My MVP this year is Najee Harris. Wow. He was hurt the beginning of the year. Um, I absolutely said he stunk, and he did. Uh, and yes, he was hurt, but he also stunk. Uh, and literally, as as much as Kenny improved, I absolutely believe that the reemergence of Naj uh, down the stretch took pressure off of Kenny. And when we needed Naj most, no argument, yep. he mm-hmm. rose to the occasion and he got healthier. He got health. Yes, he got healthier and. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to say this because I looked it up. Out of any active running, active, out of any active running back that mm-hmm. has like 500 carries, he has the second lowest yards per carry, and that's not good. So I'd love to see his yards per carry go up. Mike his Davis, yards per carry early in the season were very poor, and then they went up as yes, the season went on. But he still, he still had 3.9 at the end of the I year. I get it. Only I get only, it, but over over the last know, half of the season, it was much better. That's so, yes. So and yeah. it wasn't just that he played better. The line played better. Yes. It's so and, my – Yeah, I mean, like, when they played the Rats the second time, 2.4 yards before contact, that's fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I believe Naj okay. is the MVP, and in his running – his running is what absolutely got them to nine and eight, especially after that bye week. Um, the totally different player. Okay. Um, so it's not Matt Canada who's the MVP for you. <laughs> well, Ben, who's your right. MVP? Yeah, I need I need a minute to think yeah. about who, who needs to go down the. Ohio. Well, no, we're doing all MVPs here first. Um, <laughs> you guys are going to say this is ridiculous because he didn't perform that well, but uh, TJ Watt. When he came back, the defense was different. And it's just, you know, everybody else was more productive as a result of the fact that that offenses had to account for TJ. And TJ was not TJ when he came back. He was not 100%. But he was enough that he was a threat from that side, and they had to account for him. So that being the case, I mean, you know, Malik Reed and – DeMarvin Leal and Laddermilk and all the other guys they try to put there and make it work. God bless them for trying, but they're not Watt. Yeah. They're just not. So Watt comes back, and the defense is much more productive. Mm -hmm. Um, They didn't collect enough fumbles this year. They led the league in interceptions, but they were 32nd in fumble recoveries, thus only plus three in the turnover margin, which ain't great. But, you know, it was enough. It, it, at least it was positive. Right. But, but yeah, as a result, over the second half of the year, they were a much better team, a much better defense. So, yeah, yeah. Watt. Okay. Ian, your MVP. 
Yeah, um, the players got it right. It was Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, he tied for the league lead in interceptions with six. Yep. All the Did other guys job. who had yeah. six interceptions had fewer than 70 tackles. Minka had 96. So not only was he picking the ball off, but he was also, you know, and it's never that's a good a thing when you're, when, safety, you're free, when you're free safety right. has 96 tackles, almost, yeah, almost 100 tackles. That's not good. No, it's not. But also, he was getting guys on the ground. He and, was. You know, Miles My- Jack was our leading tackler with 104, and Minka was second at 96. So, um, that but- kind of surprises me that Miles Jack was that high because he missed so much time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, Minka, Minka is my MVP. Um, no, just, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I considered all those guys, and, and, um, I, I kind of took the easy way out and and I, I went offensive line. And the reason, and I still think they're going to need to upgrade there. I, I still think there's a couple guys that can be moved out, new guys. Whole left side. In. Absolutely left side. But as you guys have alluded to, uh, in combination a little bit with Najee Harris, if you look at what they did after the bye, they stayed together. They got better. I, I think Pat Meyer – did a really nice job. I, yeah. I don't know how great of a job, but I think he did a good job. And I think that unit not only protected long enough, but they, they got off the ball better, not just for Najee, but for Warren too. And and I that's the group anyway that I would, would give that to. Um, now, as far as a guy on the rise, what do you got, Scarps? Calvin Austin. We're not doing that. I believe you mean Tyreek Hill. Um, Who? So, okay, so a guy on the rise. Um, And we all have a different uh, definition. No. Guy on the rise, I'm going to say it. Um, And I joked about this many times on the show because his his brother plays defensive end. I think Connor Hayward did really well this year as a rookie. I mean, he obviously he has a lot to learn, but you know, I, I think that I think that he will probably be our tight end two sooner rather than later. Um, and I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say he's gonna he's gonna you know blow you away and and be the next you know amazing tight end. But I I. Right. I laughed because I thought that he wasn't that good and they were only going to draft him because of Cam was his brother, but I was wrong. And I think he's played, played pretty well. Made and I think big catches as a bright nice can't block. Huh? He can't block. Block. He's got to get better. He doesn't run good routes, but he has great hands. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay with the that. kid has great hands. If yeah. you throw him the ball, he catches everything you throw at him. So he's going to have some value because he's got great hands. You know, uh, I I tend to wonder if they line him up as a wide tight end, always in the slot. You know, it was a mismatch with a with a slot corner. If he wouldn't be more effective, and I've I've thought that for the last eight weeks. Yeah. Who's the offensive coordinator? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I heard that the guys doesn't like to use the, the wide tight end, but uh, Ben, who is your guy on the rise? Guy on the rise. DeMarvin Leal. DeMarcus wow. Leal? Great pick. Yeah. DeMarvin. DeMarvin, DeMarvin. Leal. Yeah. Um, 
Here's a guy on the rise. Man, here's a guy. <laughs> he is okay. He's still he's still technically unsound. Mm-hmm. But when he gets okay, and and TJ Watt, his rookie season was technically unsound. A lot of ways, yeah. But he got better and became a good player. And Leal, as an athlete, especially a defensive line, he's a freak. That is ridiculous. He should – there's shit I see that guy do, and I'm like, you are a DE. You should not be able to do that as an offensive end. He plays like like a, like a linebacker or a mm-hmm. corner mm-hmm. running around back there. And the guy's, you know, close to 300 pounds. That should not be something you see happening. So when he figures out the technical side of what he's doing, holy shit, is yeah. he going to be good. That was a good pick, in my opinion. Great, yeah, not I, because I, not because he had a great contribution this year, although he had a decent contribution, but because he fit a prototype, which was a great athlete, unpolished, somebody we need to work with and develop, who's going to be a good player for us. I mean, they kind of went to him right away after TJ went down, kind of some of those those specialty packages. Yeah, and, 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 he, I mean, he did well. I, you know, he also was hurt and he missed time and he yeah, came back. Yeah. Like usually yeah. if you're a rookie and you get hurt, you probably don't see the field much after. Yeah. yeah. So I, um, that shows to me that they were, they, they, they wanted to him. keep him. Yeah. They believe they him. wanted to, they yeah. want to develop him. They want him to be the guy. Uh, Ian, who's your guy on the rise? All right. So I, I had a lot of guys that were bouncing around my head. Um, and you know, like, <sighs> Obviously, Kenny Pickett got better as the year went on, um, mm-hmm. but he was a first-round pick, so there was pretty high expectations for him. Absolutely. We, after the training camp, he had second-round pick. You know, George Pickens. There's a lot of pretty high expectations for him. Right. I would say, I would say Pickens kind of met my expectations um, of, of where he would be. He didn't necessarily exceed them. Um, you know, a couple veteran guys, Terrell Edmonds, Mason Cole, exceeded the <laughs> expectations that I had for them. They were better than I thought they were. Yeah. Um, but I think that if you want me to pick the the absolute like guy on the rise of guy who kind of came Get out of nowhere. Now here's a guy. Now here's a guy who came out of nowhere and was a significant contributor. It's Jalen Warren. I mean, he was an undrafted free agent. Yes. And, Great pick. Great pick. And came in and was a significant contributor to this offense and really took some took some, not only took some pressure off Najee, but I kind of felt like in games where Warren started running well, Najee ran better because he was like, oh shit, this guy's running good. I got to run good too or else they're going to give him, they're going to take me off the field. Warren is a better blocker than Naj and made some really big plays in the passing game with the ball in his hands. And so, yeah, Jalen Warren is my guy on the rise. Uh, I'm going to stick with my offensive line theme, and I think it's going to be really, really interesting to see what they do in free agency in the draft. And I don't know how long they, they plan to keep him around, but I think Mason Cole did a hell of a lot better than I thought he would. I really didn't know what kind of upgrade he was going to be. And, and I'm not suggesting that he's destined to be uh, in the Pro Bowl or anything like that. But he was more than I expected. He was capable. Um, there were times the, I got the, a little the frustrated. Bar that Kendrick Green set pretty fucking low. That might be part of why I felt that way. You know, because things I mean, were I'm just so saying, rock bottom. Not, he is 
Mason Cole is definitely not Sean Mahan, who was fucking was awful. Disaster. Right. Right. And, but and I, he's also not not prime Marquise Pouncey. No, no. no. But and if he can be just like Justin Hartwig, like if that he is, can be that good, yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, right? it, it, ultimately yeah. what it's a I'm cheap getting contract at, for a competent center. Competent. Yeah. If if they find that that he is competent enough and it allows them to do other things in both free agency and the draft, then I'm good with that. You know, um, and and I, I I feel like that's where he's headed. He he seems to be happy here. I love some of his comments this week when he was talking about just the culture and and his teammates and Tomlin and everything else. So um, he he's a guy I really think could be could be you know improving himself quite a bit. Um, Scarps. Now we get to the real tough one here. Actually, can Maybe. I give one more one more shout out too? It was a, a late riser in the season. But I thought Mark Robinson did some really nice things at linebacker the last two weeks. Yeah, I, I, had he a little more body of work, I would have gone with him. But yeah, I, I just I, he's young and raw. He's, but yeah, he's young and raw. raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, man, he flies to the ball. Oh, he, he flies. And he's a freaking missile when he gets there. Too. He is fun to watch. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, good, Ryan. Send someone Donnie Ahia. Oh shit, this is really hard because I have about eight people in my head right now. Um, you know, I'm going to I'm going to go with one. I'm going to go with one that that maybe maybe isn't the popular choice, but I'm just done with this dude and I'm I'm just done with him. And that's Benny Snell. I am, <laughs> I am Benny. done with Benny Snell football. You got Jalen Ward, you got Naj, you got your one-two punch. Um I look back at that 2019 draft and see uh see Tony Pollard was taking about five or six picks oh. after Benny Snell, and that just eats me alive. Benny Snell football, um, it, it, I'm done with it. I'm done. And I know special teams are a thing, and and he and is good. ordinary teams. Um, yeah. I know ordinary teams uh, <laughs> is a thing, um, but I think he's – is he? I think he's a UFA. Yeah, um, so, he is. Yeah, so – I hope they don't resign him and, you know, hope, you know, good, you know, best of luck, maybe land somewhere else. But, but, you know, Benny Snell football was really never a thing. Um, And I do believe he had his fair share of opportunities. Um, But what really, what really turned me off right away was that, that mouthpiece that had like the spinner on it. Like, (laughs) remember that shit? Yeah. He'd get like two and a half yards of carry and like, you know, I'd be like, what? Anyway, so there's my guy. Set okay. him down the mall. All right. All right. Ben, who's uh, the guy you want to see uh, jump in the river and drift away? Jesus Christ, there are so many. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is a really hard call. Uh, you have, you I have, have two, Marcus so you Allen, pick one Devin up. Bush, oh, I know. I, I, um, can I do another one? Can we each do two? I, I mean, I'm uh, I, fuck, man. Um, Devin Bush is gone anyway, so who gives a shit? Marcus yeah. Allen seems to yeah. have nine fucking lives. Kevin Dotson is super disappointing. I'm gonna go with Marcus Allen because he's that he's one of those guys that Tomlin keeps around forever. Yes. Because he likes him. I, I think plays, it's Danny Smith. He plays a specific kind of a role in the That's team. Right. He's kind of a role player who plays, you know, DJ. he's multifaceted, DJ. blah, blah, blah. Whatever, dude. The guy sucks. Okay. Fucking go. I I really that's the one 
I want to leave and not come. Yeah, him. He right. needs to go. Go play for fucking Philly. I don't give a shit. Just go someplace else. Okay. All right. Don't go away mad. Just go away. Ooh, Ian, who's your uh, guy? All right. So I was going to say Devin Bush, uh, but Ben had brought up a good point that Devin Bush is gone anyways. Right. So I'm going to pick someone that is still under contract for next year, uh, which is Akella Weatherspoon. Who is due? Yeah, a four God, million I, forgot, I forgot he was still on a team. Yeah. He's, <laughs> most, he's, most people did. He's due a four million dollar base salary next year with a five and a half million dollar cap hit, which means they can cut him with only about one and a half dead against the cap and save four million dollars, which is almost a guarantee to happen after he got torched this year and Dude. battled injury all year. And I, just like you know, uh, yeah, I, re- so, I no, respect. In, in, I respect. In a in Weatherspoon's defense, because this is one of my pet peeves about our defense, all the corners, not just Witherspoon, they don't ask them to play to their strengths. No, they, they ask them to play a specific scheme, which is right. basically off man. Mm-hmm. And the corners we have, Cameron Sutton aside, are not good at that. They're no. just not fucking good at it. So it's like, why can't we play those corners? to their strengths, to, to, to what they do well. And, and the I, funny it's thing is frustrating to watch. It's yeah. always been an issue. And the funny thing is when Austin was in Cincinnati, they played press man all the time. Yes. It was, it was two man press across the board. Totally. And, and yeah, so I don't know why they're playing off man now, which it blows my mind or these soft zones behind a four man rush every time. Yeah. It, it's just really, it's oh, very, man. very frustrating to, to watch it over and over and mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. and over again. And these guys are not good at what they're being asked to do, but Witherspoon can't stay healthy either. So it's yeah. like, fuck, whatever. Yeah. Send him down to highest. Someone down there can pick yeah. him up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I, I almost said Robert Spillane, who's an unrestricted free agent, but they're probably going to bring him back because they're he idiots. Played so. him, he, played him, he played his way into another contract. Oh, he'll be back. Whether here or somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. Whether yeah. we like Robert Spillane or not, and we don't, he sucks. They do. He's overachieved. The yeah. guy's a fucking overachiever. Yeah. All right. So you got to respect his play. I do. But you don't have to appreciate it. Right. <laughs> Which is a weird thing to say, but it's the truth. <laughs> I, I, yeah. He's not good. He ain't. He's, he's I, uh, you know, I had, he's better than he should be. Right. And I, and I appreciate the grind, as they say. Yeah, hell uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I was going to say Marcus Allen. He's driven me nuts since day one. But uh, the, the other guy, and you're not really supposed to speak ill of the dead, and it's not that he's dead, but he did leave for the season injured, was Chris Wormley. Um, I, I've never been a big Wormley guy. I, I he had like the one big game against the Ravens a year or two ago, where he had all the sacks, and I, I he just doesn't do much for me, and and I I don't know that he'll be back, but uh, I think he, I, yeah, it feels like they have kind of they got a pretty good situation at the depth at defensive line right now, at least the defensive end. Yeah, and maybe we assume they could let him leave. Well, Alu's going to retire, I would think. Alu Alu's gone. He really yeah. is a nose tackle only at yeah. this point, anyway. Yeah. Um, um, they really need. They kind of need an upgrade there, at yeah. at nose tackle, in my opinion. If, if I, they, I agree. If we had a a, a true two gapping nose tackle on rundowns, that would really help them a lot. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to see that happen because that guy isn't very versatile, you know. Yeah. 
He's not a guy you can play on passing down, so it's not. Casey Hamptons not really don't what grow they on want. trees. Yeah, Casey Hamptons do not grow on trees. No doubt about that. Casey, uh, tree would fall over if a yeah, Casey Hampton Rick. grew on it. But uh, is uh, uh, Casey Kasem in the bullpen? By the way, he is for the final oh. one of the 2022 season. All right, Wait, we're not going right. to do it next week, too. Uh, on special occasion, or I don't know. It depends. Right, let's let's throw up a poll on YouTube. Right, you just, wanna... just, just let me preface real quick. <laughs> up there. Uh, next week we'll start getting into uh, free agency. Uh, talk about the guys we'd like to see come back. The guys maybe not. Guys maybe no, here's like bring in. Um, and and uh, go over that. And of course, any breaking news that happens over the course of the week as well. And uh, at this time, I would like to bring back the late great Mr. Yeah. Casey Casey. <laughs> American Top 40. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the week that was January 12th, 1987. Ryan from Pittsburgh writes for the final time in 2022. Dear Casey, 9 to 8, baby. 8 to 9. Never having a losing season feels mighty fine. That's, of course, a parody of 5 to 1 by the Doors, but I changed the lyrics to 9 and 8, which was the Steelers' record in 2022. That's right, Casey. Nine and eight. A non-losing season. Casey, I'm not sure if you know this, but Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. Never mind that they haven't won a playoff game in six years or that they've missed the postseason in three of the last six years. Who cares about championships when when you can boast that you've never had a losing season? By the way, Super Bowl 43 was almost 15 years ago. (laughs) But who's counting? Casey, Mike Tomlin is a great coach. He will be in Canton someday. His non-losing season streak is admirable, but it's also something that many seek comfort in. And I truly don't understand how so many Steelers fans can be content with being average. And that's what they've been probably for the past decade. Fans go out of their way to make excuses. Sound familiar? It's just like Steelers' first-round pick of the 2022 NFL Draft, Kenny Pickett. Casey, not sure if you know this, but Pickett went to the University of Pittsburgh. He also threw the fewest touchdown passes out of any rookie in NFL history that attempted at least 380 passes in his debut season. Once again, everybody in the AFC is shaking in their jockstraps. Back to task here. The Steelers used to count success by Lombardi trophies. Now they've become the partition participation trophy. <laughs> hey, Casey, you know how August 8th is known as Jeff Fisher Day? Because he always went 8-8. Eight and eight. <laughs> Well, September 8th will now officially be Mike Tomlin Day. Oh! Wow! Like Al Davis said, just go 9-8, and eight, baby. <laughs> I remember the days when Steelers fans actually held this team accountable and wanted more. Holy shit. It's all just confusion. Well, Ryan, once again, I strongly suggest you seek professional help. <laughs> In the meantime, moving up three spots this week to number 11, here's Genesis with Land of Confusion. Oh, wow. nice choice. George fucking Earth. And, and also Ryan. one of the weirdest wow. things I've ever seen in my life. That was a weird-ass video. Uh, they had like puppets and stuff. Yeah, it was actually. Um, I I I wanted to say this earlier. Um, Uh and 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 I just I I didn't want to interrupt, but Matt Canada. So I've never I've never yeah yes, but I've never met the guy, but he he like strikes me as a guy that you'd like see at the all you can eat buffet, and like he taps you on the on the arm, and he's like, hey, go get a second plate, it's on me. (laughs) 
you know what I mean? Like just some corny ass joke. Have, have, like, have, have we done? Have Have you done your uh, your Todd Haley impression on the show? Uh, uh, I don't know. That's uh, that was always my Todd Haley impression. It was just like, um, you know, Ben's our quarterback. It's kind of like Bill Clinton esque, you know. It is a little Clinton esque. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 Todd Haley is a tequila cowboy. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in tonight. Appreciate all the interaction and everything. We have a great audience as usual. Thank you so much. Like I said, next week we'll start looking towards the 23 season free agency, who's staying, who's going. Uh, any breaking news that comes across, we'll be sure to discuss that as well. And of course, make Deontay sure Johnson out- or something, you know. Sure. Yeah. Anything like that. Uh, Make sure you check out the uh, site, steelcityblitz.com. And as always, thank you to Deck Roofing Incorporated for being our wonderful sponsor. And as, as always, go Steelers. Ravens fucking suck. (laughs) 